Today's episode of Juicing the Numbers and Statistics and Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Tracy. And I'm Corbin Heller. And, uh, you know, we're still doing the whole quarantine thing, socially distancing, all that jazz. So that means that there's still not too much to go into detail on in the world of sports since most sports still aren't happening right now. But there's a few updates for the NFL and uh, a few miscellaneous topics elsewhere. So we will uh, we'll do what we can with what we got. Sound good to you? That's how we usually do it. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, all right. So Corin and I figured we'd start off by wrapping up a bow on what's happened in the world of NFL free agency since we last discussed. It's not been too much, but figured we'd at least, like I said, tie a bow on it. So um, where do you want to start? Uh, I guess we should start with Desmond Trufant on this list. Yes. Uh, Makes sense. Neither of us could remember if we mentioned him previously, and neither of us wanted to take the time to go check, because why not talk about him again? Um, so we will mention later on uh, Darius Slay was traded. He is no longer with the Lions. So this is their, their replacement. Uh, and while I definitely think Darius Slay is a uh, better player you know, all around, uh, now for the team that's not the Lions. I uh, won't spoil that yet, even though I'm sure you've already heard. Uh, Desmond Trufant is a nice little... He's a QB or a quarterback one um, for the Lions. I think he'll fill in nicely. Uh, not the play that's, player that Slay was, but he'll fill in that role. Yeah, uh, this is this is the, the, the ever-continuing shuffling of pieces around that happens in the NFL where... It's that balance between how talented do we think this dude is versus how much do uh, does it cost to keep him around. And the Lions made a combination of judgment calls based on that and based on, uh, I guess, Darius Slay's inclination to stay in Detroit. Apparently, uh, he shat on Matthew Patricia after, uh, I think that's his first name. That sounds right. Um, after he left. So it sounds like he was just itching it out of there, which... Um, it seems like Detroit was willing to accommodate. So, yeah, Desmond Trufant, everything you said to a T. Um, Lions just looking to get to the next chapter. Yeah, uh, I still don't know what their plan is. And no fucking clue. That's, no fucking clue. That's not a good thing. What like would it, you it's said? it's one thing. It's like, oh, if you're trying to keep it down low, not have the whole world know what you're trying to accomplish, so that they could undermine that plan. But if like people genuinely aren't even sure what you're going after in the first place, that's that's not a great sign. Just ask Bill O'Brien. What what would you have said is was the Lions? big hole going into this offseason like what were what were what were they a thing away from uh i'm sorry what was that like what if if you were the 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 lions gm heading into the offseason what would what would you have been doing like we know <sighs> what they are doing i i in only a transactional sense but like what would what should i don't even know what they should have been doing yeah, it's just I don't know how you could look at the Lions roster and say, hey, we have a really good chance to compete this year, you know, in a division with the Vikings, the Packers, and the Bears, all three of them where, you know, the Packers were a contender last year and are still a contender this year. The Vikings were a contender last year, and yeah, they lost some pieces on that defensive line, which we can mention. Uh, it's not like they're not a contender now in the NFC. The Bears were a contender two years ago and just traded for a new quarterback, which we'll talk about, um, which could put them back in that race next year. The Lions, on the other hand, are just not quite that close and, in all honesty, should probably tear down and fight for the future, not you know fight for the now. Which I would understand trading Darius Slay in that situation, um, especially signing Desmond Trufant to a, a a fairly decent contract for a player that's going to be your cornerback one. But at the same time, you're investing in other positions. You still have Matt, Matt Stafford on your roster, which 
he could have been a, a very interesting trade piece or, you know, whatever you want to do with him in the long run. It's just, I don't know. I feel like there's too much wishy-washy uncertainty there about what you're trying to do. It feels like they've always been just a smattering of really good pieces and glaring holes for like the entire history of that team, at least at the very least dating back to Barry Sanders, where it's like, it feels like they've just been constantly wasting Hall of Fame talent because they've never known how to like really construct a roster. Yeah, it's they are a unfortunate franchise, and I don't know. Uh, they have some some long term changes they'd have to make to really turn that thing around. And I don't think Matt Patricia and everything everyone said about him is the guy to do that. Oh fuck no! Um, if you were if you were like the the Lions GM though, and you got told by ownership, look, make this roster work. I want to compete next season. What would you have done? Man. Um, here, let me pull up the Lions roster real quick just to see. Um, I started that shit show. Yeah. Like, honestly, I, I yeah, you'd have to get rid of the coaching staff and bring some new guys in. Let, let, um, let's leave that. To, you're, you're right. First off, but let, let's leave that to the side just because that's, that's a lot. Let's go strictly roster moves, man. Um, Wide receiver is not great, but you could have easily have signed some guys or whatnot. I mean, Kenny uh, Galladay, he's your wide receiver one. That's fantastic. Danny Amendola, okay, there's your slot guy. You need another guy on the uh, opposite side. Honestly, not too hard to get a year like this, especially in the draft when they're drafting relatively early. Uh, They sign some you know they signed some guys on the offensive line some are better than others uh i think frank ragnow is and taylor decker are the two big names there uh they got graham glass now or glass gow excuse me and uh the guy from the eagles vitae um which is fine at running back you have carry on johnson that's fine tight end you have uh, TJ Hawkinson, fantastic. Um, and then, of course, you have Mr. Quarterback. That's totally fine. On defense, just... I don't know. I mean... Trey Flowers and um, Darius Slay would have been okay. Sean Robinson at D-Tackle, okay. You don't really have anyone great as, you know, DNs. There's not much there. I just don't know. I just think there's too much work there on defense to really, unless you really went out and did a lot uh, in free agency in the draft to shore up that defense, that's that's a lot of work that would need to get done. Um, it'd be tough, but you you definitely have to sign some edge rushers. I mean... Uh, Austin Bryan is really the only big name there, and that's nothing spectacular. Um, I don't know. Uh, There's a lot of work to be done there. Yeah. Of of free agents available? Um, You're right with the wide receiver thing. Robbie Anderson's a guy. He's a speedy guy. I'm not sure how much he would help in their scheme, just because I don't know their scheme enough, but like he would have been available to at least be a, a, a go guy, and mm-hmm. he probably would have been pretty cheap. Speaking as a Jets fan, he uh, I've seen him plenty, and he's uh, I'd say a solid wide receiver too. Behind Kenny Galladay, I think he'd fare okay. The Jets needed him to be a wide receiver one, and he wasn't, which <laughs> isn't necessarily his fault. But I'd say he's a pretty serviceable wide receiver two guy. Um, they just lost Eric Ebron. Do we care about that? Uh, they actually lost him uh, two years ago. Oh, that's right. He was with the three years Colts ago. last season, right? Yeah. Who was their tight end last year? Uh, TJ Hawkinson. Was he good? <laughs> I don't remember. He was he was pretty good, uh, but he got a, a bad concussion, I think, and that 
uh, had him sit out for a long time. Uh, I see. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else would have really been helpful to them. But the problem is I don't, I don't know what their real issue. I think, I guess the first point of, of, of note is that they'd have to be spending a lot of money um, no matter what, because I don't think Detroit knows how to draft. Um, at least in my experience, having been a viewer of their, the Detroit Lions experience, they've never known how, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, damn. I guess there's some other trades. There's some trades that would have been beneficial to them that other teams have made, like trading for AJ Bouye, um, or hell, trading for um, for DeAndre Hopkins. Since apparently that was on the fucking table. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's a thing. I don't even know where to fucking begin with that goddamn sad sack franchise. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we can move on from this. We spent a lot of time talking about Detroit. Yeah, they don't deserve it. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They've done nothing to deserve it. Uh, so what's next? next? Let's uh, let's move on here. Let's have. I mean, do you care that the Minnesota Vikings signed uh, quarterback Sean Mannion? No, no, not even those latest. Do you care that Kansas City re-signed quarterback Chad Henney? No. What about the Cincinnati Bengals signing uh, Xavier Suafilo to a three-year, ten million? Contract. Nope. It's a backup uh, guy. Carolina Panthers signing defensive back Trey Boston, three years, $18 million. We actually already talked about Trey Boston. Oh, did we? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers re-signing wide receiver Bryant Mitchell. I don't know who that is. Don't care then. Broncos re-signing defensive back Devontae Bosby? No idea who that is. Uh, Baltimore Ravens signing defensive end Calais Campbell. We talked about Okay. Uh, Denver Broncos acquired Jarrell Casey from the Tennessee Titans for a 2027th round draft pick. Also discussed. Did we really go over all this? Yeah, because you didn't know who Jarrell Casey was. I never know who anyone is. That's true, but like you, um, Spot Track had it listed under a different name. Oh, it was that. Oh, that's right. Casey, whatever it was. Yeah. All right, then what do you think about the Rams cutting Clay Matthews? Um, this had to have been coming for everybody. Yeah, I I don't know why anyone would be surprised by this. Uh, he's just not the player he was back in his prime. You know, he's he's very much over the hill. Like a a thirty three year old edge rusher is rare, uh, especially one playing at a level high enough for the contract that he committed. Um, especially with the cap hell the Rams are in right now, which Yes. Well mentioned. Um, it's, yeah, it, it was definitely a, a cap casualty that was coming. Yeah, his um his dead cap hit against the Rams was $2 million, but I don't know what they saved by cutting him. So all of that just in roster bonus. Yeah, I don't know what his, uh, what the savings was on that. But yeah, the Rams desperately trying to <laughs> shed some fucking money. Um, which, speaking of which, also led to them cutting Todd Gurley. And it's ironic because last episode we talked about no team wanting to be the Rams with the Todd Gurley situation. And then I think literally the next day after we talked about it, the day the episode aired, the Rams cut Todd Gurley. And then he proceeded to sign with Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, again, this is one of those things where if they kept him uh any longer than the day they cut him march 19th they would have owed him a lot more money um it's one of those things where he's been so injured with the arthritis in his knees that it's hard to pay him his massive contract they gave him um it's you know it's another cap casualty and it's a damn shame but it's also a pretty big we- reason why I preach not to pay running backs. Um, it's just a position that can be easily replaced, uh, injury prone, and just overall not quite the value that the money Todd Gurley got. You know, it's not worth it. 
And I mean, he ended up signing a one-year deal for $5 million with the Atlanta Falcons, which at that price, I'd love to have Todd Gurley on my team. I think that's a fantastic prove-it deal for him. He's got some guys there. Uh, actually, they cut Devonta Freeman, so it's basically him and I want to say Brian Hill and Ido Smith now. Um, not exactly two barn burners. I think Ido Smith is going to be a good enough back to share the load with him, so he's not you know running the ball three hundred times this season. Uh, so I think he'll have opportunity and also the workload needed for him to have a, a good year if you can keep his knee healthy. So I think that's a great deal for Atlanta and it just sucks. The Rams signed up to that contract and eventually had to eat it the way they did. How I I really must be reading this wrong, but how much dead cap do you think he has in uh, 2020 for the Rams? Ooh, I want to find out. I'm going to Google it. Um, But I have it in front of me, but again, I must be reading this number wrong. Uh, I don't know, nine and a half million. This claims dead cap, uh, twenty point one five million dollars. No, there was no way he was getting paid that much. I, I again, which is why I must be reading this wrong. But for twenty twenty, twenty twenty, it says base salary five point five million, signing bonus four point two, roster bonus seven point five five. For a seventeen point two five cap hit and a twenty point one five dead cap. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, and also it's a one year six million dollar contract for the Falcons. But oh, good thing. on him. Good on him. Um, but like, God wow. damn, that is brutal. Yeah, there's no way that. They they had to have done some cap magic to alleviate some of that because that is unbearable. I gotta um, I I gotta go to the Rams and figure out what their their cap is for 2020 because holy shit that is awful. Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe they just put a lot of money towards him to settle up on some of the cap stuff for the for 2021. <laughs> Because they don't owe him, from what this looks oh, like anyway, man. they don't owe him any money going forward. Like, all of it's been crossed out, or, um, which I'm assuming that means it's all gone. I, I really hope for the Rams' sake, but uh, so that's an ugly fucking number. I, I really want to say that that would have been his cap hit, if his dead cap, if they kept him longer. Um. It looks like his June, man, I don't know. So 2020, oh, wow, no. After June 1st, it would have been $29.8 million. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I, 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 I got to stick with that number. I don't want to, but holy shit. I, I uh, literally couldn't believe it as I was looking at it. Um, do you know what... Uh, <laughs> You know what Jared Goff's dead cap number is currently? Oh my god! Oh my god! What is it? I want you have to guess. Thirty. No. What is not it? even close? What is it? Ninety-four million dollars. No. That's no! what he's. That's what he's guaranteed for the rest of his deal. So the dead cap would be if they cut him. That is all against their cap this year. Ninety-four million dollars. Oh my god, no why? Oh his, my god. His cap hit is 36 million just this year. Jesus. Wow. Yikes. I you know what? Jared Goff, one of those guys I, I went to bat for. I really thought he was the guy, and he is not. He is well, not the guy. I mean, at least the Rams won that Super Bowl, you know. So at least, at least yeah, they get to walk at, away from at it. Least like, you got they that. have that title. Like it sucks now, but like they really, <laughs> they did the right thing. Like they won the Super Bowl. Wait, yeah, yeah, no, no, they did. They did. They beat the Patriots like forty-two nothing, and yeah, they L.A. should feel really good about what they had to do to get that. Oh man, it sucks to be an L.A. Rams fan. It's a good thing they don't have any. Yeah, it's a, it's a good thing all their fans are three years old. Um, 
Wow, I still am just in 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 awe of that. Um, so this is terrible for the Rams, but in theory, possibly very good for the Falcons. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, great for them. Again, the Falcons had some interesting moves uh, this offseason, but overall, I, I can't complain with their overall plan. At least we can kind of tell what it is. Yeah, um, really. So, you know, it's uh, it's good for them. I, I think he's going to have a good year. All right, let's talk about the Bucks. They made a big move. Um, they they re-signed linebacker Kevin Minter to a one-year, one point one nine million dollar contract. That's probably their biggest signing of the offseason. Real, yeah, that's an impact. I can't wait till he <laughs> lines those backs. Um, yeah. So Tampa Buccaneers signed Tom Brady, two-year, sixty million dollar contract. Fifty million of that sixty is guaranteed. And um, the rest is in incentives, and that's so much money. Yeah. Granted, it's all for these next two years, so it's a basically, hey, we win now or we don't. Um, which, if you're going to do it this way, makes the most sense. Um, it's what the Rams probably should have done, <laughs> but just chose not to. Uh, yeah. What What do you think? I know we talked about it in a, a touch. The other day, but like it's we've had some more time to, to sit on it and the financials are out. So what do you think? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I don't think Tom Brady is necessarily a perfect fit for Bruce Arians. I also don't necessarily think he's anywhere close to as bad as people perceive him uh, currently. Um, so it's one of those areas where you're paying a lot more than uh you would think for a quarterback who's 43 years old but at the same time he's still got a decent amount of juice left he's got the perfect brain for Bruce Arians i mean Bruce Arians just notable quarterback whisperer has played you know and coached the best of them um so i i'm really excited to see how he builds this offense around Tom Brady which i know Bruce Arians is going to do that's the kind of coach he is. He's going to build it around the strengths of Tom Brady. So it's not going to be the same offense we saw last year, uh, which should definitely help the Bucks out because uh, as much as that worked, that definitely would not have been Tom Brady's best possible you know, fit. So, yeah, $60 million is a lot of money for 43-year-old Tom Brady, but at the same time, if you're the Bucks, I don't know how you could look at that and say, that's an overpay for <laughs> arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, I'm going to speak on behalf of all football fans for a moment, if I may. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care. No one cares. <laughs> the, the the Bucks. no one cares about the Bucs. Um, everyone knows who Tom Brady is. No one gives a fuck. Um, the <laughs> only thing, the only thing anyone cares about is the question of, Who's going to do better, Brady without Belichick or Belichick without Brady? And outside of that, no one fucking cares. Like, no one. I... They're still, with Tom Brady, the least interesting team in that division. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. I think, <laughs> who else do they have? They have, what, the Panthers are in that division? Yeah, right? who are going to be interesting because they got Christian McCaffrey. They're doing. They're going with the, the, the Teddy Two Glove situation. Brand got new, new coach. Head coach coming in. Yeah, like, that's... You know, right a uh, higher low, it's gonna be an interesting season for them. The Saints, they got Drew Brees still. There's trying to make another like last ditch kind of playoff push before Brees' Twilight seasons come to uh, no, it's two seasons for Drew Brees, but still. Um and uh, and um uh, who's the the fucking the Falcons. fourth team in there? The Falcons. The Falcons, they got Julio, they have Todd Gurley now, they got they got interesting coaching. Um and, you know, the Bucks aren't like a boring team, but I, I think the thing that's most interesting about them is that now they have Tom Brady and uh, now we get to see Brady against Breeze twice a year. Which is going to be phenomenal. Oh, it's going to be great. But like that, I honestly think that it, most people, it's like, oh man, Brady left New England. And then the next day is, I, I, I don't fucking care. Because it, it'd be different if it was like, um, uh, Julio Jones got sent to New England, like while Tom Brady was there. Then it's like, ah, oh, you fucking kidding me? God damn it, this happens all the time. 
It's Randy Moss 2.0. Gotta be shitting me. But this time around, it's just like, okay. All right. Um. Yeah. What happens if... I don't know what the schedules are this year. I don't know if they've even been released. I doubt it. But if the Buccaneers win week one and the Patriots lose, how much are people going to be fingering their own assholes talking ad nauseum about it? Oh, it's going to be relentless. Coupled with the fact there's like uh, so much pent aggression around sports talk because none of it's happened now. That hot take swings is going to be the most backed up orgasm in the world. It'll be insane. The amount of hot takes spewing out of people's mouths over this <sighs> is going to make you hate everything. I'm excited. I can't for 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 next hot takes. Uh. <laughs> I just, I really don't want to listen to Colin Coward. I don't want to listen to, uh, who's the fucking guy that used to be with, uh, um, oh my God, I can't remember anyone's name right now. (laughs) Fuck it, whatever. We could just focus on Colin Coward. Fuck Fuck Colin Coward. I, oh God. And you know he's just going to be chortling Brady's balls down in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And no matter what happens with Brady, you better believe Colin Cowherd is going to say he called it. Even oh, if he yeah. didn't, he knew it from the beginning. And and if anything goes wrong, it's not Brady's fault. You know, and and but if it was, he knew and you know he sucks. God, I hate him. Um anyway, what was I going to say next? <laughs> no. All idea. right. So, so, so some free agents who haven't been signed yet. Um, I might be skipping ahead a bit, but who cares? Uh, should, James... Let's let's finish with guys who have signed. All right. That's there's, fair. There's, that's there's fair, still that's some fair. more. So Darius Slay ended up signing a contract with the Eagles, uh, an that's extension. Right. I'm sorry. I said, ah, that's right. He got traded real quick just to give that aspect of it from Detroit, as we said, uh, for yep. a 2023rd and a 2025th, which is not a lot, but okay yeah i mean if, if he didn't want to come back he wasn't going to sign an extension he was going to hold out can. whatever it may be whatever you got value for it i don't want to dig into that too much right now Nope, totally fair ended up signing a three-year 50 million dollar extension uh making him the highest paid uh is he actually i don't think so i think byron jones was bigger um byron jones's contract was five yeah five years 82 and a half uh, let's see. Let's go to spot track again. Let's look at cornerback. Go. Uh, Darius Slay has the highest average. Okay. So Byron sense. Jones has the most total money. Darius Slay has the highest average. How much also, is Darius guaranteed? Uh, I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, he is guaranteed thirty million. All right, Byron Jones guaranteed fifty four point three seven five. Yeah, that's a massive contract. So also, money. the Dolphins have the second and third highest paid cornerbacks in the league right now. Love to see it. Yeah, that'll be a, an interesting strategy for building a defense from the ground up. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, I think that's a great deal for Darius Lay. I think it's, you know, the way contracts work, always increasing in value because increase in salary cap. That's the way it is. I think he is very much deserving of the highest paid contract for a cornerback right now. So good on the Eagles. They definitely needed it. So the value is there. Um, I think this is going to be a really great deal for them. And I think the Eagles might run away with the division this year. I mean, that wouldn't be hard. Literally going 10 and six last year would have run away with the division. Do you know what their draft pick is this year? What draft position they are? I have no idea. Do you? Uh, no, that's why I asked. Um, oh, I thought it was like a leading question. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, twenty twenty draft picks for the Eagles. They pick twenty one. Um, there's no way they don't go wide receiver there because, by God, they need it. Um, okay. I think they're gonna. They're definitely not gonna be able to get one of the the top two guys. I think C.D. Lamb, 
Jerry Judy and likely Henry Ruggs are going to be gone. Um, but I don't know. There's so many top receivers, first round value receivers in this draft. I think there's a serious chance that they either a move up and grab their guy or just end up with a perfect fit at 21, maybe not perfect fit, but they'll get a guy at 21 regardless. Um, Cause I mean, right now it's, it's Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, which is not granted, a great duo as of 2020. <laughs> yeah. Um, they'll get the job done, but they need another guy. Uh, and Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, great. But at the end of the day, tight ends can only go so far. Yeah. So Eagles, good on them. Another non sequitur. Um, but yeah, moving on, looking down the list of big name guys, uh, the Browns signed Kevin Johnson, former first round pick of the Bills and the Texans. Uh, for one year, three and a half million dollars, which to be their number three, their number four guy, fantastic signing. Uh, just figured I'd throw that out there. Haha, Clinton Dick signed with the Cowboys for four million over one year. Which um, pretty good I signing make, there. I don't know what um, to make of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would have really expected him to get more than that. I did too. You know, it's one of those things where he was on the Bears last year, and you know, didn't have. A phenomenal season, but definitely was a good player. Um, I think this is one of those sign for cheap for one year, prove it deal, and then go out for the big contract next year. I don't know. Um, but overall, fairly good signing for the Cowboys. I'm, I'm a fan of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Great value. Um, now for a big one. Uh, Melvin Gordon, two years, $16 million for the Broncos. Uh, and you have to think that there's got to be some more movement in that running back room because they already have Philip Lindsay. They already have Royce Freeman there. Melvin Gordon's, he's going to be the one a to whoever the one B is going to be. And, you know, if they have a, a really two headed snake there, um, but you know, $8 million AAV, just 2 million more than Todd Gurley. Um, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, but I think he'll do well there. Um, you know, I don't think he's ever going to be at his peak the way he was with the Chargers for those two seasons, and he's sc- when he scored, you know, a billion touchdowns. But uh, you know, pretty good signing for the Broncos. I actually, I'm not sure I understand this one. Um, yeah, just because Philip Lindsay makes no money, and yep. this contract is inherently significantly more than how much he's making and do you think all right so philip Lindsay's base salary is total total cap hit is seven hundred fifty five thousand dollars in 2020 with a dead cap of five thousand dollars um and uh, um what's his fucking name austin eckler right that's i'm not using yeah. the wrong name yeah austin eckler he's gonna be making eight million dollars next year that's over 10 times as much as philip Lindsay. do you think he's gonna be worth 10 Philip Lindsay's? No, of course not. Um, then, like, wouldn't that money be better allocated somewhere else? I'm not even saying, like, I, and this isn't me trying to shut on Austin Eckler. It just didn't mm-hmm. feel like RB1 was a thing they needed to make a point of going to go get. And I think this just speaks to how weird of a GM um, what's-his-face is. John Elway. John Elway. Yeah, I mean... All I get why All the Chargers flash. liked Austin Eckler over Melvin Gordon. Uh, he just performed better. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I agree with you that there's probably better ways to spend $8 million if you're the Broncos. But if you're going to be putting money towards a running back, Melvin Gordon for $8 million a year isn't exactly the worst thing you can do. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not backbreaking. Yeah, it, I'll put this. Way. It's not egregious. It's definitely not egregious. Mm-hmm. It just feels kind of awkward. Yeah, I, I definitely think you could have gotten it done because that team isn't competing in that division right now. No, I mean the, the Chiefs, Chiefs have it locked down. You basically have to gun for a wild card, and that's you know easier said than done in the AFC right now. But yeah, I don't know. I I personally would much rather have stuck with Royce Freeman for you know his rookie deal 
Philip Lindsay on his rookie deal making literally nothing. But whatever. John Elway has proven himself to be an amazing GM time and time again. <laughs> uh, genuine he knows, question. He knows better than us. Genuine question. Who do you think finishes second in that division next year? Oh. Because, um, like, that's not obvious right now in my eyes. I think the Chargers will. Yeah, with Tyrod Taylor? I I think it's going to be whatever quarterback they take at what whatever pick they have. Um, I actually have it up now. Um, Chargers are six. Yeah, I mean, I think as of right now, it's going to be Justin Herbert. So I don't know how quickly he's going to be starting. Um, but at the same time, I think I think it's- the Chargers have such a dominant defense right now that they don't necessarily need Justin Herbert to carry the team. And he has weapons. I mean, he has Mike Williams, he has Keenan Allen, he has... I don't actually know who their tight end... Oh, they have Hunter Henry at tight end. Yeah, like their their offense is going to be fine. Um, especially since that defense is, is seriously going to carry them. Is Justin Herbert the uh, the third best quarterback in the draft? In my opinion, yeah. Alright, I just want to make sure that was right, because I... In my and I'm this isn't even in my eyes the obvious picks I should say Cincinnati taking a quarterback at one and then Miami taking a quarterback at five so I just wanted to make sure all right cool um speaking of the Broncos real quick they uh they cut Joe Flacco which shouldn't be a surprise to literally anyone yeah well you know I really thought he was going to be the guy because John Owen um really big really tall dick made of iron um. You know, I don't know if anyone saw this coming, just him disappointing and not living up to that. Just honestly too small of a contract. But uh yeah. no, I you know, I, I actually I, I get trading for Joe Flacco. I, I hear that quarterbacks really break out in their twelfth season. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. You know, you're you're drafting a quarterback, you got Drew Locke, you know, tall. That's it, he's tall. Um uh, <laughs> No, I, I do like Drew Locke. I get why you'd want to bring in a veteran who has a lot of experience to kind of mentor him. I just feel like trading a fifth-round pick for Joe Flacco, of all people, and his ridiculous contract was just... If you had to rank all the decisions or all the options they had, that's probably pretty far down the list. All right, uh, so Joe Flacco posted a 85.1 quarterback rating in Denver. That was his best season at quarterback since 2014. When it was 91.0. Don't and what's, and sign what's a quarterback more? to a massive contract after one really good postseason. Even and if they win your Super Bowl, I feel like, God, you can't. You can't just base it off that. And what's more, that season is his fifth best season all time. Really? His season in Denver by quarterback rating, 85.1, is the fifth best season of his entire career. The only seasons he did better, 87.7 quarterback rating in 2012, 88.9 in 2009, 91.0 in 2014, and 93.6 in 2010. Every other season he had, which is, you know, uh, seven of them (laughs) were all worse than that. Well, you know, (laughs) I I got nothing to say to, like, defend Joe Flacco. Like, I don't even like... Oh, you know what's crazy? That 2019 season in Denver, his best completion percentage of his career really 65.3 yeah really oh my god i hate you joe flacco i hate you so much it's brutal it's really brutal love to see it yeah ready to Uh, move on yeah i was gonna say were there any were there any other ones or can we move on uh andrus pete uh interior offensive lineman signed a five-year 57 million dollars uh contract with the saints i thought that was a pretty interesting uh contract I don't want to say he's not worth it, but at the same time, he had a down year last year, and that's that's a lot of money for you know that position. But at the same time, eh, it's actually not terribly uh, costly. It's just 
hopefully he comes back from a down year. Uh, and I mean, the Saints are fucking loaded at nearly every position. So more power to him. Uh, oh. Sorry. Go ahead. I said dope. Oh, it is dope. Uh, Steelers signed Eric Ebron to a two-year, $12 million contract. I don't know how to feel about it. Um, he's probably not the guy I would have liked to bring in, but at the same time, the other options were pretty shite. So I think he'll do fairly well for the Steelers, but then again, tight ends usually don't. So this is one of those where I'm strongly suggesting you wait and see. Um, and then just scrolling through the rest of this, there's, there's not, uh, there's a lot of contracts here, not a lot of big ones. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders signed a two year, $16 million deal with the saints. I think that's pretty huge for, uh, them, uh, Emmanuel. It's my guy. Emmanuel. (laughs) It's it's Josh's dude. Uh, whenever we would watch games and he would catch any pass, Josh would scream Emmanuel Sanders in the way we just did. And it was phenomenal every time all because he was like one of the first wide receivers i ever like really followed because he was one of the when i my very first season playing fantasy football he was on my team and he had like a mm-hmm. good season and so i just like fell in love with him yeah steelers draft pick uh i really respect him for that you know he had other good years sure but he was a steelers wide receiver uh, uh yeah okay i'm sure he was wearing that <laughs> hat in the hall um but yeah i think that's huge for the saints um really great guy to compliment um michael thomas uh and getting him help to just have any other targets for true breeze is is necessary so that's pretty much it for uh free agent signings those are all the big ones we have so far anyone you want to bring up no not in particular i figure we can now take the time to talk about some notable not all of them, but it's just some of a handful of notable uh, non uh, uh, or I guess remaining free agents, people still on the table. Uh, so to lead that pack positionally, quarterback Jameis Winston is yeah. still available. I'm not sure anyone cares. I, I don't know where he's going to go. Uh, Do you think I he'll think... get signed even like as like a backup? I think he'll definitely get signed as a backup. Um, I was hoping he'd get signed as a starter somewhere, but at this point, he's probably going to have to hold out until after the draft to really see where that need lies. Um, cause it's, it's really down to the Patriots and the Chargers and both of them seem very content with who they have, uh, in their quarterback room or, you know, who they're slated to get in the draft. I'm trying to think of there's any team that needs like a big boomer bust playmaker kind of guy. I'm not sure. I really, I don't know. I'm not sure. I see the need there. He's definitely going to go somewhere. Yeah. He's definitely going to sign somewhere. Um, It would be interesting. And I don't think this would ever happen, but I do think it would be kind of neat as a let's see fit deal. mm -hmm. Um, The chargers. That'd be pretty fun. Just because admit, that'd be pretty fun. It would be fun, and also like the Chargers needed a guy to air the ball out last season, and mm-hmm. Philip Rivers just kind of I guess couldn't or wouldn't do it, and when he did, it wasn't great. And not that Jameis had a great season airing the ball out last year either. He threw thirty interceptions. Um, but mm-hmm. it certainly make for an interesting dynamic. Yeah, like on on one hand, it they have that defense, so they don't need great conservative quarterback play to win football games but at the same time if the defense is doing the work you just need a guy to not turn the ball over and force pressure on the defense so you know there's two ways of looking at that but yeah that'd be really fun oh it'd be super fun um let's look at a few other guys here so neck uh Another available person, running back Devontae Freeman, is available. Do you think mm-hmm. he goes somewhere? Where do you think he goes? Uh man, I I think he's. I mean, he's definitely going to go somewhere. I don't think he's going to be signed as a starter. I think he's going to end up just being a depth signing. Um, 
I don't know. It's it's been a couple years since he's had himself a a really standout season, and I'm just not sure that that's going to be something that you know we're not. I don't think we're going to see the former player that he was. So he'd make a great addition to a running back by committee, which basically means he'd make a great addition to the Patriots. <laughs> uh, I hate to admit it, but yeah, that's honestly likely. Uh, fullback Anthony Sherman. Uh, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> um, wide receiver Robbie Anderson. I'm intrigued by this because I feel like Robbie Anderson should be on a team right now. I don't yeah. really know what he's holding out for, if anything. I'm not um, sure. I wonder if he's not holding out, but teams are just because this is such a wide receiver draft. That's probably, it's probably a little bit of both. It's probably, you know. There's so many wide receivers in the draft that teams don't have to offer him much, and I'm sure it's below his market value. And he's not about to take a, a cheap contract just for just taking a cheap contract. So I think uh, I think he's going to be one of those guys that waits until after the draft. Yeah, and I I really like Robbie, and I really hope he comes back to the Jets because I mean you know undrafted free agent dude and found success with the team like I and he seems like a a decent dude I'm, and I've met him um yeah but at the same time like you know he he's a a speedy go route dude um he's got decent hands like he you know he's not usually a one for drops but like he's not going to be like you know. He'd be too much of a route runner, and you you have to hope that his speed holds up. So, like, I see, I see why teams would have doubts. I think he'd be an excellent number two receiver. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He would be, he's primed to be on a team that mm-hmm. already has a surefire wide receiver. You know, if if the Steelers were really pushing to go all in next year and just put anything on the table, I think. Oh, and also if they had more than you know thirty six dollars in cap space. I think I'd really want them to go after him. Um, Brashad Perriman, do you think he goes anywhere? Uh, or, or let me put it this way. Do you care where he would go? No, not really. Devin Funches? No, definitely not. Delaney Walker? Uh, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he retired. I actually thought he was. <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought he was retiring too, and then he didn't. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, offensive tackle Jason Peters. Yeah, that's definitely interesting because he has the talent to really be a starter on most teams. It's just, I don't know how old he is, but old is the right answer. And I don't i don't know what teams are going to be chilling out a lot of money. So uh, it'll be interesting. Jason Peters is 38. Holy fuck, is he really? Yes. Oh my god. Damn. Good on him because he has held up. Good for you, buddy. Wow. Fuck. 38. Nine-time pro bowler, two-time all-pro, Super Bowl champion. That's a pretty wow. damn good career right there. How many touchdowns do you think he has? Uh, none. Two. Really? Yeah, yes, too. When? Or maybe just this is one? Am I? Re- no, he has one. Sorry, he has one. Hold on. No, it looks has, like no, he, has he has two. It looks like it was probably a a fumble recovery for a touchdown. So no. he has he has a receiving touchdown in 2005 with Buffalo. Um, it was one of his four targets, two receptions, a total of five yards. Um, his longest. Is, is oh that's first down. So his longest pass uh, received was four yards. Um, it's, yeah, but he has uh, he's got a touchdown from that. Um, uh, and I don't I, see... I can't find. There's one that says other touchdown from blocked kicks or missed field goals returned. I just I can't imagine him returning a a long kick. So I I don't know how that would work. I really well, don't. The all I, touchdown I thing to... also says one, and it has a link. So I clicked the link, and it's a blocked punt returned for a touchdown. Huh, there you go. So he has a receiving touchdown and a blocked punt returned for a touchdown. And I know that those aren't his, like, crowning achievements, but those feel like his crowning achievements. Um, 
So good for you, buddy. Uh, a light career approximate value of 130, which is very Damn. good. Very good. Um, Damn. I don't know. Twice on some ass like Grams. I, I could I could see a team out there giving like a one year contract, just like oh yeah, a, a team that's like pretty much there and just wants to shore things up. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, yeah, like not like not the Jets Honestly, because they need long term success, but like maybe like the Saints or like the Bucks that have the like Buccaneers like, would it was who I was gonna say. I think he would be a perfect fit there for them. Yeah. Because... Well, Old man Brady back there, or old man Breeze. They don't move well. They need time. They only need a year or two. Like, yeah. Like uh, Donovan Smith, he's a Penn Stater. Don't care for him. Uh, I don't think he's the kind of left tackle you want protecting Tom Brady's blind side. But a guy like Jason Peters, if you know, you can't grab a left tackle, or you do grab a left tackle, whatever it may be in the draft, which is in all likelihood how it's going to be. Maybe you move him to right tackle. I think that's that's a really good option for them. All right. Well, that uh, I'd be super interested to see what happens. Um, but anyway, ah, Jermaine, Jermaine Effetti. I can't Effetti. wait to see this Buccaneers team. I just got to say. Jermaine Effetti. Uh, He's available. I, I don't care. He's <laughs> never been good. Uh, last year, he had an approximate value of nine. That's pretty good. Uh, uh, but I also I refuse to acknowledge that number. I was going to say that also might just be because Russell Wilson, wily person in the world. Yeah. I, I refuse to accept that means he's good. <laughs> I also am now going to refer to Russell Wilson exclusively as wily Wilson. Um, <laughs> guard Josh Klein. Uh, not terribly. Uh, Ronald Leary. No. Really pushing the limits of names I know in the NFL here. Uh, <laughs> center Daniel Kilgore. Uh, only because that's a dope name. It's a great name. Yeah. Uh, Joe Kilgore, Flacco. Man. Do you think Joe Flacco goes anywhere? Or do you think he hangs it up? Uh, I think he'll. Ah, man, it's hard to say. I kind of see him taking the backup role for a while, but at the same time, he's made so much money. <laughs> I really wouldn't be surprised if he just hung it up and was like, fuck it, I'll take my iron dick home and call it a day. Yeah, I wouldn't blame him for that. Uh, maybe I would just take him out to the back and shoot him. Who knows? Um, Jadavian Clowney isn't anywhere. Yeah, it's... I didn't realize this. Do you know how many sacks he had last year? Oh, is it going to be a big number or a small number? Um, I'll pick neither. Seven. Seven would be incorrect. What is it? He had three. Oh, it was small. Okay. All right. He, he played 16 games, started 11, uh, and only had three sacks. So he's worth approximately six Leonard Williamses. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the Giants should sign him to a $10 bajillion dollar contract. Yeah, I don't think they should. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's hard to say because... He's one of those guys that he needed some time to really ramp it up because of injuries to start off his career. He's always shown that he has what it takes to be a good edge rusher. He's just never really put it together. And he's never had a double-digit sack season in the NFL so far uh, in six years. So oh. it's it's hard to say, like, Man, you shouldn't give Jadavian Clowney a contract because he sucks. Because he doesn't. He's a really good player, really good run defender too. But he's, you know, I I don't know if I'd want to risk it on him. You know, just assuming he's eventually going to put it together. Do you think he'd be a good candidate for a one-year prove-it deal? Uh, I. If I was an NFL team, I'd love to have him for a one-year prover deal because I doubt he'd do it. I don't think he wants that, and I think that's why he's still unsigned because that's a good point. He's never proven it, so it's hard to say. You know, what do you think happens to Tremaine Johnson? Because he Ooh. was very bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him getting anything more than you know backup money. He doesn't even deserve it. Um, Xavier Rhodes, which is a weird cut. Um, 
What about him? It's he's he's one of those guys where the name has kind of carried him the past couple of years. He's he's really fallen off a cliff. Um, you know, it's one of those guys where I don't watch a ton of Vikings games, and even when you do watch, when you're not scouting the cornerbacks, it's hard to see them when they're. You know, you only really see cornerbacks when they do something bad, uh, for the most part, and he just hasn't really been all that great. So I don't know if he gets – I think he's kind of in that Tremaine Johnson boat of he's going to get backup money if he signs a contract anywhere. Fair. But he's, uh, he's getting older, so, you know, you can never throw out the uh, possibility of him just hanging it up. Tell me what you think will happen to Alec Ogletree, and also tell me how old you think Alec Ogletree is. Oh, I'd probably say like 31. So I would have said 31 or 32. He's 28. No way. Yeah, he feels so much older than that. He does feel super old. I don't know. He's definitely going to sign a contract somewhere. Um, He's worth it, but he's not the... I don't know. It's going to be a middle-of-the-pack contract for sure. And Dominican Sue? Yeah, he's he's definitely going to sign a, a fairly decent contract somewhere because he's still, he's still got it. Yeah, yeah, I keep waiting for him to knock. Um, he's 33, which is the upper end, but I could see a three-year deal out there for him. Yeah, probably. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's any other interesting names. Not really. There's a few. There's names that you know that are still here, but like none that really speak to me as being mm. worth talking about, um, at least none that we haven't already discussed. Uh, any other names that you've been looking for? Uh, I actually haven't had a list up in front of me. Well, I mean, in general, anything, anyone come to your mind? Man, it's hard to say, you know, it's, it's one of those things where there's the, the big name guys are signed, uh, outside of Jadevian Clowney, really. Um, so I don't, I don't really have anybody at the forefront of my, my mind. All right, well, then let's, uh, let's, list, I mean, Nicky Roby Coleman, actually, uh, the Rams just released him. I think he's, he's 28. I think he signs like a maybe four or five year deal. Um, as you know, he's one of the top cornerbacks in the league and I think he's going to get a, a contract maybe breaking the top 10, probably not super likely, but, um, he'll sign a good deal. Then let's put a bow on the NFL for today by talking about the fact that the NFL is canceling the the draft in Las Vegas. Yeah, that hurt me when I read that. Um, I I definitely don't think they're going to cancel it outright. I think no, it's going to end up being. Yeah, I think it's going to end up being a over the phone conference call type deal or something online. I don't know. Um, but they're going to use the ESPN app, which I mean, the NFL has had worse ideas. Um, it's a shame because that's always one of the best weekends of my year because of how much I love the draft. Uh, I just, I hope they do something to include the fans with it. Um, I could see the show. Like the 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 draft show just being, well, you know what, you know what, I could see them doing everything that they usually do, except with a little bit less of the fanfare. Like, there's no reason Roger Goodell can't still stand in front of a podium and do the whole. And with the first pick of the NFL draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, um, very true. You know, like there's no reason. Like, obviously, they just won't have any anyone in attendance. And I'm assuming that would include the GMs, which they're usually in a war room anyway. Um, And then they could probably have cameras set up if they want to go this far. I can see them not even going this far. Probably possibly have cameras set up in a site that has the top rated draft prospects um, to get their individual reactions, as we do see with some of the prospects that choose not to go to the draft. I could see that. And then in addition to, cause then the rest of the show is just like, you know, the draft analyst sitting at a table talking about what might happen. So like, there's no reason that can't still happen. Right. Um, 
so I'm 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 sure there'll still be some level of um I don't know fan involvement or television experience or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll work out. I think so. It's too important for the NFL for it not to work out. Oh, absolutely. They need that television money. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about there, folks. TV. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I don't think there's really anything else. We, we had a couple other ideas, but apparently uh, the NFL has provided. We were concerned about not having content, and the NFL was like, yeah, you go. Um, so, let's have the craziest fucking free agency signing you know opening in the past couple of years just right now yeah i i bet the uh espn and cn or uh, uh cbs and all all the sports networks went over to the nfl and was like oh dear god please give us give us today our daily bread we are in such need um <laughs> The only other thing that's happening in the world of sports, uh, baseball has resumed in the country of Japan. Uh, that's the amazing. NPB, the Nippon Professional Baseball League is currently undergoing their spring training. They are having no fans in attendance. So it's just the teams playing ball. But hey, sports has resumed in another country that was affected by COVID-19. So we can have hope. Um, I still wouldn't expect anything until May at the absolute earliest, and even that might be very generous. But we're seeing a very, very slight return to normalcy, which is still a glimmer of hope, and uh, it's it's encouraging to see. Yeah, uh, I personally don't expect, you know, for the regular season until maybe the middle or the end of June. Oh, yeah, they're definitely going to have to do like at least four yeah it's it's gonna be tough um i don't know i don't know how to feel about this i feel on one hand yeah it's great to have baseball back and to have um you know the npb just having this and people being able to watch baseball again but at the same time it's like is the risk worth it i mean you have the teams together i'm sure the teams are being extraordinarily careful with it um but I just I think it's there's too much on the line for people getting sick, especially in a densely populated country like Japan, where you can spread it fairly quickly. And one little string of people getting sick could very quickly uh, explode into an extremely long string of people. Um, I just it's it's hard to judge what the risk really is right now. So I would assume based on having done literally zero um, that the only reason the MPB is doing this is that all players who would be participating in the spring training have been tested and come back negative. That's the only way if I was the commissioner of NPB, I would let it happen, which is why I I would let players come in and do stuff and not fans. I feel like there'd have to be continuous testing though, because there's no way these guys are in, perfect quarantines 24 7 and especially in a locker room and a team atmosphere like that if one person you know orders food and their delivery driver is contagious and passes it on to them just by handing them a pen or a receipt or their food itself whatever it may be that could quickly spread to the whole team so i feel like there has to be some really in-depth preventative uh measures in place and just continuous testing may they be tested as frequently as josh gordon (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i definitely wouldn't get my hopes up with this Uh, baseball is not around the corner for us um hockey is not around the corner for us basketball is not around the corner for us no Um, treat it as a bright light at the end of the tunnel and you ain't near it but hey it's there so small glimmers of hope man small glimmers of hope i know i really just want to start drafting teams like fantasy teams but i know that it's just gonna drive me even crazier like just staring at a lineup doing nothing for the next three months is gonna drive me insane i just want to be able to have that lineup (laughs) um i don't know if anyone out there plays it but i play tap sports baseball 
um, because, you know, it's like a good way to kill some time and get familiar with a few of the, the players and all that. Um, guys, I don't usually think about on other teams. And I've been playing like a fucking fiend because they just dropped the 2020 version last <laughs> week. And I've been playing it so fucking much. It's my only baseball fix. And my girlfriend's like, why are you fucking playing this game so much? And it's like, this is all I have. <laughs> this is the uh, only baseball which, I have. I just, I love playing games, but like MLB The Show has never really done it for me. And I, as much as I, you know, the game mechanics itself are not my cup of tea. I just, I really want to just start playing it just to to have baseball in my life again. Dude, I'm like this close to watching streams of other people playing video games, which isn't meant to be derogatory. It's just never been my jam. Like I've never even, I don't even play video games myself that much. Like I'm not much, <laughs> I don't own a gaming system, but I'm like this close to watching other people play video games just because it looks like baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that actually, you know, just putting it on. So actually, the plan that I've had, which I don't know if it's going to work, is picking a random team from last year that I don't remember the outcome of, like, their individual games. And then just going through on YouTube, watching the full recorded games, and just pretending like it's this year, not last year. I've toyed with watching a bunch of perfect games recently because I remember last year, just for fun, I watched David Cohn's perfect game because I never actually watched it before because mm-hmm. um, I wasn't like a conscious human when it happened. It happened in 99. I was five. Um, and it was a fucking blast. Especially, it was especially a blast listening to all the commentators be like, hey, uh, Coney looks perfect here through the fourth. Uh, interesting stuff. And then it's like, he gets to the sixth, like, he can't do it. He's not going to do it. And then it gets to the eighth, and it's cool. I'm So I'm toying with the other, because I've never watched any of the perfect games outside of David Cohn's perfect game. There's only 23 of them. Um, and some of them are fairly recent. There's three in 2012 were the most recent ones, but there's three. So that'd also be a good time. I'm thinking about doing that sometime soon. That's still crazy to me that there were three in a single season. I know. Fucking ridiculous. Over Over 10% of all perfect games happen in one year. I wish I was watching baseball that year. I wish I watched other teams that year. Like I, my fandom is so was so close bordered up until like 2016 or 17. Um, but yeah, I guess that's the way it goes. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, maybe no. (laughs) All right. Uh, well, let's wrap it up. Um, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at JuicingPod. If you want to follow us via Gmail, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers at gmail.com. Send us a, a question, a comment, a concern, some ideas, whatever the fuck you got. Um, and until Thursday, y'all have a good one. Bye.